I caught up with Bob Brooks, Bioforum Supply Partner Director, about his meeting that he held recently in Barcelona. So hi, Bob. Um, there was great enthusiasm at the annual Bioforum about ensuring a genuine move ahead with sustainable and green initiatives across the industry and with serious considerations about recycling and the impact of plastics and materials of concern. So your recent meeting also focused on these topics. And what can you tell me about the conversations and workshops that you held around this? All right. Well, hi, Antoinette. Thanks for inviting me to this podcast and for asking me that question. Um, it's great to see that the uh, Senior Bioforum uh, representatives from the industry are interested in this uh, in these issues and uh, um, more awareness that we can create really helps drive um, response and people taking up some actions and I think you know we as an industry often get criticized for some of our um, behaviors and uh, particularly on the environmental side and I think there's been a change uh, you know we, the winds of change have blown through our industry and you can see there's much more positive um attitude towards being good global citizens and wanting to do the right thing but also we do have to be mindful that we need to do that bearing in mind that we want to protect the, the current standing patient cohort that we serve with our manufacturing of biotherapeutics and vaccines and, uh, and biologics in general um, and we also want to protect the future as well um, for those people who may be waiting you know in the, in the short to medium term for clinical trials results to come out and for, for clinical trials to be to happen for them to be on those clinical trials and for the new drugs that we're developing um, so we have to adjust uh, our manufacturing industries production processes to take account for um, some of the changes that we're, we're seeing from a sort of societal level on the acceptability of, of different materials um, materials of concern are, are things that you know, you know that have been identified to have a, a negative environmental impact um, and a negative impact on human health. I think with the um, recent, relatively recent advent, uh, you know, publication of the um, sustainability goals, the the UN SDGs, as people call them, um, and and as, and since COVID, I think people have become more heightened in awareness of of issues around sustainability um, and um, and human health, and people want to see positive uh, action um, towards uh, you know achieving some of these goals and, and making the world a better place uh, for us to live in now and for the future generations. At our event, um, in, which was in Barcelona, which is a fantastic city, um, we um, we were discussing and workshopping how we uh, in the supply partner forum responsible for the inbound supply chain into the manufacturing facilities uh, need to be cognizant of these issues and these materials of concern and uh, some of the regulatory uh, environment changes that are happening um, the frameworks in different uh, regions of the world are becoming tighter on some of these materials um, and that might impact us because we might be using them in, in some of our inbound supply chain processes uh, and in support of the manufacturing process so um, so we need to identify um, approaches ways of working these are these are not really things that it's easy for companies to do on their own uh, even at large scale big companies you know the the, the the bigger pharmaceutical manufacturing companies may be able to put resources onto this but then you've got the mid-sized companies the smaller cell and gene therapy companies then you've got the suppliers you know there are some big suppliers too who can put resources on it but then there's suppliers at tier two tier three tier four all of whom are supporting and underpinning what we do in our inbound supply chain supporting the biopharmaceutical manufacturing industry but they need help they need guidance um, often they're that they may well be the source of some of the materials of concern and it, you know we need to establish who they are where they are 
how they can be managed to be able to show that we are doing our due diligence and, and managing out um, you know, these materials from the inbound supply chain. Um, I think, as I said, we need to do this in a way that's um, supportive of our industry being able to maintain its production capability at the same rate uh, and, the, and allowing it to grow and, and capacity to grow to support the, the standing patient cohort now and any future patients that we will be servicing uh, with our biotherapeutics and biologics and, and vaccines and other biologic therapeutics. So, um, so we need to be able to work with agencies whether it's regulatory agencies that are setting some of these new regulation, uh, tightening some of the new uh, regulations and, and setting new ones and, and, and are slightly adapting the way that they're working and, and, and new behaviours, trying to drive change to happen. But working with them so that, you know, they work with us and we work with our inbound supply chain base to make sure that we can have a smooth transition and um, one that doesn't cause a disruption to the supply of these biotherapeutics. So, um, that, that was a, a challenge really for us was how do we develop a high level approach to the management of the transition out of materials of concern. Now, we use test case examples. So we were talking about current materials of concern that are becoming people are becoming more aware of now. So ethylene oxide is one. It's a, it's a gaseous uh, sterilizer, um, um, yeah, it's It's not particularly uh friendly to the environment or to human beings um and um you know there's a lot of um, tightening of control um wanted on uh, emissions and that's with the us environmental protection agency and, that, and they've set new um quite stringent um requirements on on the, the that industry which might have a, a an impact a knock-on impact in our biopharmaceutical manufacturing industry the the big one that everybody's concerned about is the um PFAS, PFAS, the per and polyfluoroalkylated substances. Um, these are very common materials in our industry because they've got some fantastic properties of, of being quite chemically inert and um, and and quite hydrophobic. Uh, they're used uh, in in a lot of applications. Um, you know, people will be familiar with PTFE. Um, you know, which is a, quite a common material we find, and also PVDF which is um, a, 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 an integral um, filter membrane material um, for a lot of the filters used in our, in our industry and, and many others, um, uh, you know, um, where, where the, these materials have been adopted by our industry because of their chemical inertness, which is part of their, their, their issue as what people call them as forever chemicals because they break down slowly over time into smaller and smaller and smaller nano particles and and then get into the environment and there's a big concern at the moment about how much of this sort of inert plastic material gets ingested by human beings and animals and how what impact it's having overall on the environment um you know and, and the um the ecosystems of the world i guess uh, where this material can get concentrated up in so uh, absolutely you know as good global citizens we all we're, we're all human beings we've all got families we've all got people who we care about um, and we want to see the future protected for ourselves and for them, uh, you know, and future generations too. Um, but we also need to be able to work with organisations that want these changes to happen to do it in a way that we can manage as an industry and not not try and crash it or railroad it through and cause, uh, you know, potentially an existential threat to the industry 
by by removing some of the things that we use uh, when there aren't haven't been proper alternative solutions uh, identified and a transition plan worked out. So I think that's the concern that we had at SPP 16 and we wanted to sort of workshop, uh, you know, um, basically who's involved, you know, in the, in the wider environment. Who, you know, so we did a stakeholder analysis example exercise. Uh, we looked at what sort of personas those people have as stakeholders and what would they be thinking, hearing, seeing, doing, um, you know, and, and we did that exercise. We called that an empathy map. We took that through into a context map where we looked at the external environment for our industry and, and what was happening in the world really that was um, you know, driving some of these changes, these, um, these trends and uh, forces, positive forces and negative forces. And then uh, we took that and, and that kind of set the context and, and the situation where we were and we did a lot of good discussion around around it at the time as well um and um we kind of identified that there's quite a large number of agencies out there even in our industry who aren't aware of the bio part of the pharmaceutical industry and that we really need to up awareness within regulatory agencies that don't necessarily work with us and serve servers at the moment um, but with other agencies, maybe on the environmental side, um, you know, in Europe and the US and maybe in other parts of the world about how important some of the, some of these materials are and what the biopharmaceutical industry does and what the cost benefit and the risk and assessment um, payoff is for for being able to use some of these materials and how we do that. And just so they can understand and work with us um, you know, to, 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 to make sure that we're covered in the regulations. When other industry sectors seem to be identified and they seem to be given certain um, amounts of time to be able to maybe think uh, out how they're going to um, you know, uh, respond to the regulations. We've, we've not really been identified and we've not really been given consideration. Um, I think if you look at the um, European Chemicals Agency's um, proposal on restrictions for the PFAS materials that I mentioned earlier, um, you know, industries like the medical device industry have got um, a recognition and they've been given a, a derogation, which is, a, if you like, a stay of being prosecuted, which is quite significant, up to 12 years after the transition period, whereas the biopharmaceutical industry is not mentioned. Um, we don't really know where we stand um, and um, we don't have at the moment any confirmation that we have a derogation of any kind for our industry. So um, I think we're in the process of, of trying to identify if we can uh, request uh, you know uh, that that kind of period again, the twelve-year sort of period on um, uh, on top of the transition period, to to be able to do that. Um, but even then, if we do that, we've still got a challenge to actually work out how we do it. And that's what this workshop was was doing really was to try and get ahead of the game and try and identify how are we going to do that. The second so after the situation analysis part that we did, the second bit was all about getting into the future and visioning how the, what the what the future would look like if we'd been successful. Um, and uh, we called that the cover story. It was a bit like writing the news headlines, you know, on, on your own social media page or on a newspaper headlines or whatever you wanted to do. We got quite, quite creative. People really enjoyed that. Um, and um, it helped stimulate a lot of conversations about how who would we need to engage with? How are we going to do that? Um, you know, what sort of information do we need to share at what level to what sorts of people? We're conscious that maybe some of these issues that um, aren't really percolating even in our industry within our member companies high enough up in the organizational structures. Um, we, we had a discussion about we don't really want chief executive officers to be blindsided by questions about what, what are they doing on, on the PFAS issue or the ethylene oxide issue or any other material of concern issue um, such as nitrous amines which is another one. Um, 
that we have a situation a potential situation with that we might have to manage as well so um so you know we wanted to make sure that the communication channels even within our own member organizations are uh, working sufficiently well and, and high enough uh, and that we can um, uh, make sure that we uh, can engage um you know with our members on a collaborative basis again it's not really one uh, member organizations gift to be able to sort of come up with an approach um, and if we did all have different approaches the supply base and the supply chains would be swamped again so if we could collaborate together and come up with a high level industry approach that would be fantastic and um, and after we'd done the cover story envisioning the future of what it would look like and, and how successful we'd been we talked about um, something called a force field analysis which is a fantastic way of actually sort of looking at what are the positive forces for change that are driving that change to happen and what are the, the um, resistive um, forces that's trying to stop or slow down change? And how do we manage um, basically the, the aspects of the resistive forces um, and leverage the, the, the positive forces um, uh, in the right way? And how does that help us uh, then actually establish what are the key things that we need to work on um, if we're going to have a work stream uh, you know, in Bioforum? So the concept of a work stream in Bioforum really it's a bit um, interesting because this is a cross forum issue so we would like to work with and, and we'll be proposing that we work with our sustainability forum members obviously um, because we're inbound supply chain into the manufacturing space a lot of the impact will be felt um, within the manufacturing space too so drug substance um, certainly cell and gene therapy I'm sure you know we, we might want to get involved uh, even the fill finish um, forum as well so there's lots of uh, opportunities for cross-forum uh, engagement there so again when we develop this uh, as a concept and we create something that we want our members to participate in as a work stream we'll be looking for that sort of cross-forum uh, interaction and approach and, and that's where, where we got to really so we actually went ahead and actually drafted if you like an, an initial first go at charters um, for for the or a charter for um, working on this high level approach for the transition out of materials of concern um, and we developed problem statement. Uh, you know, what's the issue for the industry at the moment? We developed uh, the negative impact statement. So, what, how is it actually hurting us at the minute? We looked at goals. Where, where do we think we could achieve something? You know, what do we want to achieve? Um, so, you know, and uh, and then the benefits. If we're successful with achieving our goals, what will be the benefits to the industry? So we, we we identified that, and then in sort of in key actions, we sort of identified some key things, you know, that maybe that we can either do immediately now almost, but things that will need to be done going forward in the future. This is very early days. It's an initial first draft of something just to get it down to help the the process that we have in Bioforum for developing new work streams. We we then tend to initiate a pathfinder exercise, and we pull in the key key people um, who are interested in this and want to see um, uh, work be done. These people set the set the, the the charter out, if you like, and set the terms of reference for the work to be done. And then we we co-opt in the subject matter experts and we get them to actually deliver against the charter uh, about the things that we're going to do. So and it, it may be that this becomes something more than just a simple work stream. It may become a program as well. It's got that potential to be something of that size. You had a very productive meeting, but clearly there is a lot of work still to be done. So if you want to be part of this discussion and would like to know more, please get in touch with Bob on bob.brooks at bioforum.com. Thanks again, Bob. Bye. Mm -hmm.